the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Happy Monday afternoon. Phone number is 547-1610. If you would like to get involved, you can also reach us via email at 610KONA.com, bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at bottom line 610. Parlor and Facebook at the bottom line 610. And our free mobile app is available through the Google Play and the Apple stores. Rob Francis said Dawson with you. Of course, if you'd still like to weigh in on our discussion from the first hour, our poll question on Twitter, and uh, we've got it on our Facebook page as well, that assuming the results of the presidential election don't change, and you have the option of changing the results of one election, be it the presidential or the gubernatorial in Washington State, which would you choose? You could choose neither, but you can't choose both because that's too easy. So which one, presidential or gubernatorial or neither? You're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, this is Kevin from Richland. What's on your mind? Well, the way I look at it is it's got to start from the top of our elected leaders. If we don't have a a decent elect, elected leader for this country, then how's everybody else supposed to follow? Just my opinion. Appreciate the call. Thanks for in. 547-1610, if you would like to get involved. Um we got an email from Robert Richland, said I had a strange phone call from a friend in Canada yesterday who I feel is credible. He indicated he had gotten ill with the symptoms of the China virus, but his doctor told him not to test. Are they fudging numbers, or is there another reason? Hard to tell, but I have noticed that MSN is saying China is virus-free now, but then again, MSN does not even list China on their coronavirus page listing cases and deaths. And there have been there's been a lot of... Um, a lot of confusion over China's numbers and reportings and so on and so forth since oh, the very beginning. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? It's Bernie from Kennewick. What's up, Bernie? Well, you made a tough decision there. Which one would you choose? <laughs> I guess I'd choose the governor, and my wife would choose the president. <laughs> but can I speak about COVID virus a little bit? Sure. Okay. Um, If you go into a a large room where nobody has been smoking and one smoker comes in, notice how the smoke eventually goes everywhere. It's the same way about the virus that you breathe in and out. It goes everywhere, even though you can't see it. Of course, it's not in the heavy of a concentration as it would be from smoking, but you can see then how this spreads and how it spreads so easily is because it just floats in the air and goes with the slightest, even temperature changes cause current, you know, air flows to change. And so people need to think about the virus that way. It's like cigarette, it's like any smoke. We've had the Tri-Cities choked with it last, well, earlier this year and stuff and so it goes everywhere so you gotta wear a mask that helps but not completely anyway that's it thanks for the call bernie appreciate it five four seven one six ten. if you would like to get involved so 
Earlier today, Ed, um, there was an announcement out of Seattle that current mayor Jenny Durkin will not be seeking re-election. Yeah. She will not be seeking re-election. Kind of had a rough year, she did. Well, she did. She she had a difficult year. She had uh, she had the autonomous zone. Yeah, she had the summer of love. Yeah, the hostile takeover of six blocks that she didn't do anything about because she couldn't. Um, then well, she the whole, could have, but she didn't. Well, she didn't, yes, she, because that would have gone against her sensibilities had she helped protect the people and businesses in that six-block radius. She watched her uh, highly qualified police chief bolt. Quit, yep. Police chief quit. Um, walked out of there. Uh, had to deal with the defund where the amount she was taking away wasn't nearly as much as other people wanted to take away. So she's dealt with that as well. Uh, and now, as we have discovered that she is not far left enough for the Seattle City Council, Mayor Jenny Durkin has decided she will not run for re-election, which opens things up to very interesting discussions because there are two members, three members, maybe even you could argue four members of the City Council, that lean farther left than Jenny Durkin does. Yeah. There might be one or two, maybe three, that are right about where she is. And there's a couple that aren't quite that far to the left. But they're left anyway. Yes. She's got to be left if you're on the Seattle City Council. Now, knowing the direction that Seattle's been going the last few years, because what, when Ed Murray got elected, there was... One socialist member, one one socialist, one avowed socialist on the city council. Mm-hmm. Now there's at least three. I would say three, three Sol- solid w- three with a with a with a light four maybe. Yeah, with solid a, with three a, with an empathetic fourth. Yeah. Um. So the the people in certain districts have been pushing towards a more socialist society in Seattle. The first question I have is, when are we going to see the Shama 2021 signs? (laughs) Because this, to me, looks like the perfect opportunity for the woman who just six years ago was thought to be absolutely insane and now is one of the most powerful people on the Seattle City Council. What I find interesting, though, is, you know, Jenny Durkin made this announcement earlier this afternoon, so it hasn't even been but a few hours. And, of course, uh, all the media pundits are on the West Side are weighing in on the possible candidates. Not one of them has mentioned Shama Sawant. No, they haven't. Which I find interesting. Maybe it's, you know, out of fear that, you know, to even bring up that possibility. Um one of the one of the names that's being kicked around is the current head of the King County Commission. And I don't I don't know. Uh, maybe only, you know, in Seattle. Would the the head of the King County Commission. Think that a shot at the mayor of Seattle would be a step up. Oh, absolutely it is. I don't know. You've got a whole county under your wing. Yes, but you only have control over 
county areas. Areas. Yeah, I understand. And in and, and Seattle, I mean, Seattle's the big fish. So I can yeah. definitely see where King County Executive Dow Constantine could see being mayor of Seattle as something to keep him occupied for the next couple of years and raise his profile even higher as he contemplates his gubernatorial run. A month ago, I would have said, you know, Russell Wilson has a shot at that. <laughs> being mayor of Seattle. Yeah. Not so much anymore. Um, 547-1610-509-547-1610. Um, how many times have we said that, you know, like it or not, and most of us don't like it, that Seattle, how Seattle goes, in some ways, is indicative of how the state goes. And obviously, that doesn't mean how Seattle thinks is how the whole state thinks. But when you have a governor wanting to appease his base, his target is Seattle. So if he wants to do something that he thinks his people like, he would team up with Seattle to make that happen. So uh, it is it is an important position to the rest of the state, even though, you know, the actual jurisdiction obviously is not our jurisdiction. But I don't know. I, I, I think Shama Sawant will throw her name in into consideration before all is said and done. And Jenny Durkin... You know, she said she just wants to concentrate on the next year, the last year of her term of, you know, really tackling the issues and not worrying about, you know, any re-election nonsense. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Going right to the phones. You're up on the show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, this is Matt from Goldendale. What's up, Matt? I don't really mean to change the subject, but I got to. Um, so we've got Georgia, we've got all these swing states that are going, okay, we recounted the ballots and recounted the ballots and recounted the ballots, and they all come back for Biden. But the the problem is, is that have they really investigated how many illegal votes that were in there? They haven't done that. Nobody's looked into all the all the statements that people have given that uh, saying that we witnessed everything going on here. But I mean, if if you got a hundred million people voting, and you got two hundred and fifty. Well, well, let's just say six million of those are liars, and you come out with the same the same count, uh, and they're all illegal. You can still come up with the same amount, but they're not looking into the illegal votes. That's true. I appreciate the call. One of the things, you know, look, there, there's there's a number of states that are that are in play, so to speak, that we've been talking about. Um, and Georgia was one of the bigger ones. Um, a lot of interesting things <laughs> going on in Georgia on election night and the day after. Um, that uh, what Matt was saying is true. They did 
recertify the vote today after a third uh, count. Um, one of the things that has happened in Michigan within the last couple of hours is a judge there has ordered a forensic audit of Dominion machines and tabulators. Now, that is the deep dive. Um, that is what Trump's uh, campaign attorneys are trying to get everywhere because they believe that when you do a forensic investigative audit on the Dominion machines in those states, you will see the evidence of a corrupt election. That's what they that's what they've been saying. So barring any reversal, Michigan might be the guinea pig for that to see uh, what the forensic audit of Dominion machines has to uncover. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. You can email us too by going to the website six ten kona dot com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or comment. You know, we're chatting before we went to the break about the potential situation in Seattle, and you know, there are a couple that are on the uh, Seattle City Council that are definitely socialist leaning. There's no way to say as buts about that. They're not socialist. Period. Um. Teresa Mosqueda is one of those. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if Shama Sawat does run or doesn't run, you still have the possibility that someone who is very closely affiliated with her and ideologically thinks like her could wind up being the mayor of Seattle. For those of us over here on the on the east side of the state, would that be the worst thing that could happen? Think about that for a second. Would it be the worst thing if a socialist became elected mayor in Seattle. Okay. I'm listening. Because now what you will have is instead of somebody talking about all of these great and wonderful things that could be done and all of these great and wonderful things that would benefit people, they now have the opportunity to try and put them in play. I see where you're going with this. My only concern is that after a month or two, they say, well, look how well it's going for us. Let's expand it statewide. Um, Because we all, I mean, all you have to do is look at history. Socialism is a, is a great thing in, you know, to, to think about an idea and right off the bat, Usually it's it's a good thing. But after six months, a year or two, then it starts to show its true colors, which are not very good for most people. Oh, yeah. You're putting so, ketchup on the family pet. That's right. Yeah. So if you if you let it go in Seattle. A few months later or six months later, while things are, are still in the honeymoon phase. You get enough lawmakers in Olympia or the governor or both to say, wow, look at, you know, all you people said that socialism was going to cripple Seattle and look how wonderful things are. Let's move it statewide. One of the things that we that I think that has yet to happen there in Seattle is the real awakening of what it what it will do. The anti-business climate and the anti-business environment in Seattle has already cost them 
more than what they realize because they won't feel it for another couple of years yet. They won't feel the loss of that revenue for another couple of years yet. You bring somebody in who is a socialist and they try to implement these policies, I think you will see people in Seattle finally say enough's enough. Mm. I don't know. Not in all the areas, but I think the city as a whole, because Shama is is looked at by the people that support her as this wonderful activist. She's looked at by the people that don't support her as kind of a kook. If you were to elect a socialist as the mayor of Seattle, I think it would have the opposite effect of what they think it would. I don't think Seattle is anywhere near ready to have a socialist mayor. They may act like they want it, but the cold reality of it is they're not going to like it if they get it. And when they do, they will begin to swing back in another direction. My just my thought. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio six ten K A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Bill from Walla Walla. What's on your mind, Bill? Hey, I just think uh if they did get a socialist mayor in Seattle, first of all, I don't know that them or anyone else would notice much of a difference. But I actually called with a conspiracy theory today. Okay. What if this uh whole voting fraud idea and that they find out that it is a massive Voting fraud everywhere these Dominion machines have been used, maybe even worldwide, and they start to crack down on that. I'll bet when they get to the West Coast, we might find the whole West Coast just red as it can be, and we haven't had a fair election in years. That's my conspiracy theory. Well, that's that's not a that's not a far out idea. No. Now, I don't know if if the three West Coast states would be red, but I think they would be redder than what's being led to believe, and certainly uh, in this last election, I you know presidential election, um, I think that would that would rear its head. Remember, we elected we the United States elected a Republican governor from the state of California, and he took office in 1980. Yep, or actually he took office in 1981. It was the 1980 election. Um, so. California uh, could could be more red than what's being portrayed. Oregon and Washington, I'm not so convinced of that, but California maybe. Appreciate the call, and that's 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 an interesting thought. Um, again, being being a transparency, shine the light on things to show the truth kind of guy. You know, I would love for there to be a forensic audit of a lot of places. Um, whether that changes the outcome of the presidential election or not, I I, I would like it to. But, um, yeah, I, I think I, I just really believe that we have been lied to for so long. And if we can expose some of the lies, um, I think that would be a really good thing. Be intriguing in the least to see what would happen in Seattle, what direction the city would go if the ever-growing socialist contingent in city government got the top spot. Would it get progressively worse, pun intended, or, or would it have the pendulum effect and begin to swing in the other direction? 
Be awfully interesting to see. Be awfully interesting to see. We're going to take a quick time out. Come back with more. Bottom line. News Radio 610 at KONA. 547-1610 is the number if you want to get in law and involved also via email at 610kona.com. The bottom line page. Your name. Where you're listening. What you'd like to say. show call the legendscasino.com hotline 509-547-1610 back to the bottom line with robin egg presented by summit funding in kennewick and process on news radio 610 kona back at the bottom line news radio 610 kona 547-1610 is the number if you want to get involved jason hogue with american family insurance the only american star certified rated agent with american family insurance in the tri-cities Waiting to talk to you about your policies. It's entirely possible you could get more for less, or you could get more for what you're paying right now based on what your other company's charging you for what you're getting. Just talk to Jason about your auto insurance, your homeowners, your life insurance, your small business insurance, even your farm insurance, and see what American Family Insurance can do for you. Visit his website today at jasonhogue.com. So, Ed, the president, is expected to sign an executive order tomorrow. Okay. He signed a few executive orders. <laughs> yeah. Probably going to sign a few more before he's done. I would imagine. If he's done. But this is this executive order is intended to head off of the pass rumors and rumblings that have that have been popping out from decisions being made by Joe Biden regarding those that could take place take positions in his cabinet. Mm, okay. There has been a lot of speculation, especially out of the words of good old Zeke Emanuel, brother of Rom and uh, architect of Obamacare, that um, oh, we'll give the vaccine to other countries first. We want other countries to get it first. Well, that has caused a bit of consternation amongst many people, even people on the other side of the aisle. Um Democrats, I mean. So the president is expected to sign an executive order tomorrow that will ensure all Americans have access to the coronavirus vaccine before it goes to other nations around the world. Um, the Food and Drug Administration is supposed to meet Thursday regarding Pfizer and uh, BioNTech's application for emergency authorization of their vaccine. Of their vaccine. It's three weeks after they filed, and Moderna's vaccine will be decided upon in 10 days. Um, the authorization could come as early as Friday for Pfizer and BioNTech, and they're hoping that approval will come to pass. But the goal here is to make sure that Americans get the vaccine before it starts going around the world, because it would be very easy to do that and wind up looking and going, wait a second, we don't have enough left here. So the order will direct the Secretary of Health and Human Services to prioritize distribution of the vaccines to Americans at speeds, quote, unseen before. And it will also have framework for international access to the vaccines and provide guidance on how certain groups within the United States 
would distribute the vaccine to other organizations that are outside of the U.S. So um, it's very interesting to see that a step being taken already by the president to make sure or ensure that the vaccines wind up staying here before they go anywhere else. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Well, Sparky, again, I'm sorry to call, but you you hit a hot button here on this one. Didn't You know, this president is really looking out for this country. He loves this country. But, hey, didn't we taxpayers put in, they put in $3 billion to get this thing pushed through as quick as they can and this and that and the other thing. So why why shouldn't we get it first? And second thing is, you guys are talking about socialism. Where did this come about it's been of course it's been it's been coming about probably for a number of years let's say 25 percent of the people want socialism there's 75 percent of the people that don't want socialism why do we always have to listen to the minority uh, okay i'll let you go I, I, i'm on a rant guys i'm on a rant <laughs> appreciate the call five four seven one six ten i think it's i think it's easy um the the very vocal minority has been the loudest in this country for quite some time. And the tactic is, if you yell and scream the loudest, if you cancel uh, the majority opinion on social media, if you, if you bully, uh, maybe eventually you'll get your way. And the two things are tied together. Uh, the same people who want to push socialism don't just want it in the United States. They want it to be global socialism. And, you know, the, this whole notion that, uh, you know, that the United States needs to share before helping its own, that's a very globalistic, socialistic kind of view of of the world. You know, we have so much here. You know, we should really share with those less fortunate. And it makes me wonder if that was part of the incentive to get the U.S. drug makers to approve the vaccine here in the United States by the end of this year on the chance that Trump was no longer in office after this year so that he could get the wheels going on distribution in this country before something like this took hold where, you know, let's just say, say for sake of argument, the, the vaccine didn't get a uh, FDA approval until February. Well, Biden's got the people talking in his ear that, you know, we need to be good global neighbors and share our vaccine. And just like you said, Rob, lo and behold, well, darn it, we don't have enough for our own people. But we helped others. Eh, we had a few more people die here in the United States, but we were good neighbors. Well, and reasons for that aren't so much to be a good neighbor as it is to grease palms and wheels. Well, and that's how it like would that, be pushed. So on and is, so forth. I mean, those, those, that, those that are pushing that side are are saying, you know, well, the rest of the world hates us. The rest of the world hates Trump. You know, this whole America first thing is is not being a good global neighbor. Yeah. And, you know, we you know, he took us out of these these global treaties and these global 
um, yeah. you know, networks and, and all this stuff. We'll, we'll get back into those well, and we'll be a part of the world, uh, you know, neighborhood, a.k.a. the world government once again. There's a reason why he pulled this out of those. And there's a reason why some people some people still don't understand. And some people just didn't like it because they want this. And that is for us to get the short end of the stick in every single one of these, which we do. Because we are the United States, we take on a heavier burden than anybody else does. Uh, You look at the Paris Accords, and China and India and Russia wouldn't have to do anything for years. They wouldn't even have to give any money. But here we are dropping off pallets of cash to the U.N., and nobody else is doing anything because, well, you know, the guy we had in charge at the time believed in the redistribution of wealth at the global level. Same thing with the Iran deal. Dear Lord. And by the way, both of those were never approved through Congress. Never approved through Congress. That was an absolute aberration. You want to talk about a country that hates us? Yeah, let's just give them more resources so they can kill us. Which is why if you ever see anything coming out of the Biden administration, oh, we're going to try and repair our relationship with Iran and give them the vaccine. Yeah, they're still going to hate us and still going to want to kill us. Look, you, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that Governor Inslee is pulling is could very well be uh, a way to get people used to the idea of socialism. I mean, he has bypassed the branches of government. One person, him, with his circle of advisors, are making decisions for the whole state. That is that is how socialism works is everybody is is given equal things in the beginning and then they're slowly taken away but everybody still gets equal pretty soon everybody's equally impoverished but it's one person making up that decision and you see it in some of the other states you know in Michigan governor Gretchen Whitmer is doing many of the same tactics um, they do have, I believe, at least one of their legislative chambers is is uh, Republican controlled. So there's been more, uh, you know, back and forth on that end and why there hasn't been much resistance in Washington or in Oregon, uh, where Kate Brown's doing many of the same things that, you know, in California, Gavin Newsom. It's it's really, in my opinion, a way to. Uh, highlight a socialistic governmental setup. You know, why Why do we need all these branches of government? They're just messing stuff up. Let's just have our governor take care of us. Let's just let one person, you know, duly elected, of course, you know, we're not, we're not heathens after all, but let one person handle our affairs. And look, a lot of this state uh, not many on this side of the mountains, but a lot of this state really likes that idea. They they like the idea of being taken care of. You don't have a worry in the world until there's not enough to go around. Then you have a few worries on your hands. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. One more segment to go. You can 
Join us via phone, 547-1610. You can join us via email by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. This is the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Speak your piece. Call 509. 509- 547-1610. More of the bottom line presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610. If you would like to get involved, final few minutes. And Ed, 79 years ago today. A day that still is an infamy. Yes. Uh, it was the day that 2,403 Americans died in Pearl Harbor. Yes. 2,403. On the USS Arizona, it was 1,177. And, of course, that ship still at the bottom of the harbor serves as the main piece of the Pearl Harbor Memorial Uh to educate and remind people all these years later of what happened on that day. Uh, 2008 Navy personnel, 109 Marines, 218 Army, 68 civilians were killed in the attack on Pearl Harbor, which is what did spur us to get involved in World War II. However little historical note for you. Actually, the United States wasn't the first to declare war on Japan. No. Following Pearl Harbor. In fact, within within a few hours, our neighbors to the north, Canada, were the first to officially declare war on Japan after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. The U.S. declared war the next day. Yes, um, had to just throw in that little Canadian he needed to get flavor that, for yeah, you. He needed to get that approval from Congress. Um, had to put it put it before Congress and then get the approval. But uh, that is what pushed us into World War II. And of course, as the years have gone on, um, many many more things regarding Pearl Harbor have come to light, including the notification that it might have been coming. Um, but it was also the one thing that we know that, because it was very obvious for a period of time that Franklin Delano Roosevelt wanted to get into the war. He wanted to get into the war, um, because many of the programs instituted in the New Deal were not working the way that they were planned, and that World War II would do more to reinvigorate the economy and bring the country back than anything else. And Congress resisted going to war against Europe. And then Pearl Harbor happened, and we got into World War II. And the Great Depression subsided. We saw the largest influx of women into the workforce. Um, we saw another significant embarrassment, which were the internment camps. 
the yes. Japanese Americans were put into. And by the way, Japanese Americans were put into. Yes. He wasn't Japanese POWs or anything no. like that. It was Japanese Americans were interned in these camps. Um, but on this day... The Japanese attacked with subs and with planes at Pearl Harbor. And the Arizona was not the only casualty. Um, It was not the only ship that went down, but it was the one that had the most uh, people on it. Twenty vessels, eight battleships. Damaged or destroyed, as well as three hundred aircraft. Um, it was it was a it was it was the biggest hit to the U.S. Pacific Fleet, which is exactly what Japan wanted to do to be able to prevent us from being able to um, get involved, or what they thought was going to prevent us from getting involved. The Oklahoma was hit. The Utah was hit. As we said, a number of ships that were there were hit. And unfortunately, um, as the years go on, there are less to tell us the story. There are less and less people here to tell us the story. Um, In fact, there's only two survivors of the Arizona remaining. Mm. Two are still alive. Um, Well, World War II veterans, period. Yes. There aren't that many left. are, Are not that many left. And so... Uh, those to those to tell us and be able to give us the history as they experienced it um, becoming less and less and uh, this is one of those days and as we we we've talked about with 9/11 we've talked about with the Kennedy assassination this is one of those days that changed history and was very generational as well yes absolutely it was generational it changed the course of history Um. And its significance is still felt to this day. Um, you know, if Pearl Harbor did not happen, would we have gotten involved in World War II? Well, even even fairly recent, um, when there was that uh, false alarm of the emergency broadcast system in Hawaii. Remember Uh that not that long ago? What did everybody talk about? It was, they all had flashbacks to Pearl Harbor thinking that they were being attacked again. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's there. It's certainly in the psyche of, of people that live in Hawaii and many who even on the West coast, um, you know, but yeah, I was, Yeah. There were an entire generation yes. of young men inspired to join the military. Yes. Because of the results of this day. Well, and they were needed after that because oh, they that were. launched us into World War II. Absolutely they were. On multiple fronts, did we get involved in World War II? Um, and as, as it's said on many occasions about not forgetting, these are the important days. As tragic as they are. These are the days that we remember, not just because of the loss of life, but also because they once again remind us 
of what is contained in the American spirit and what we do on the heels of things such as this. That'll do it for the bottom line. Coming up next, the day's news, sports, weather, and traffic with the Afternoon Report.